Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. Last week, we talked about the Violence Against Women Act. This week, we will discuss the Women's March, why it's important to march, what it represents, and we will speak to one of the organizers. Please remember, Radio Gag is podcasted. We want to welcome our new listeners, all of those folks that got our notice from the Women's March, and we thank the organizers of the Women's March for sharing our show. Uh, my name is Paul Rowley. And my co-host for the evening is... Kathy Marino-Thomas. I almost forgot to say your own name. There, I honey. really did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. So we're going to um, start off our show with the uh, latest news, Radio Gag News. First of all, down in Florida, a Republican-led Senate committee passed a bill yesterday that would close the so-called gun show loophole. However, we'll still allow person-to-person -person sales which in fact make up an estimated 20% of all gun sales to take place without background checks. Instead, the seller would be required to check the buyer's ID and then just take a note that they're legally allowed to own the weapon. So, halfway there. The bill also requires private party sales at public places, though, i.e. gun shows, to go through a background check. Sellers would go to one of the licensed gun dealers at the show to conduct the check for a fee. If this passes the House then it must avoid Governor Ron DeSantis' veto pen. DeSantis, of course, as we know, is a staunch Second Amendment supporter. And he even said last year, um, or actually in 20, last year when he was campaigning, that he would, vote, he would have vetoed the 2018 Parkland legislation. Mm. Um, according to the Gun Violence Archive, as of January 12th, 1,436 people have been shot dead in the United States since January 1st. Oh, my gosh. All right. Another 939 have been wounded. The lives lost include 22 teenagers, four children and 73 unintentional shootings, 15 murder-suicides and 33 incidents where subjects were killed or injured by police. This data unfortunately indicates an increase to the numbers we've seen in past years, being 120 gun deaths per day for 2020 so far in co as compared to an average of 104 per day we've seen in recent years, which is still a staggering figure. It's a staggering figure. Virginia. In the wake of mass shootings at Virginia Beach and Virginia Tech, lawmakers voted on Friday to ban firearms at the state capitol. The Democrats, who now have, have control there, uh, voted to ban guns despite protests from the Republicans. Virginia Gover Governor Ralph Northam has already banned guns from other state buildings. Many GOP representatives insist on bringing their loaded weapons to work. However, in 2006, a Republican delegate's handgun accidentally discharged in his office and was only stopped by a bulletproof vest hanging on the door. And in 2017, a Republican state senator left his gun behind in a conference room. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Um, public officials have expressed concern, actually, about these planned rallies that are now starting to come about across the country of pro-gun advocates Gun advocates from Virginia and even out of state have pledged to turn out to highlight their resistance to this proposed gun control measures. Many gun control gun owners are demanding that local government officials establish sanctuaries for gun rights. Oh my gosh. I know, right? More than 100 counties, cities and towns have already declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries and vowed to oppose any new unconstitutional restrictions on guns. And that includes right here in New York State, folks. 
Now, Cathy, I just want to really highlight this for our listeners. How much it just boggles my mind that when these guys show up en masse claiming that their rights are under attack, it's actually... American people are under attack. I know, that's what I was going to say. Where's the sanctuary for living? I know, exactly. 120 people getting killed in this country every day. 393 million guns in this country. Oh my gosh. That's about 46% of the worldwide total of civilian held firearms. We have an epidemic here seen like nowhere else. This is basic. More guns equals more deaths, less safety. And anyone who tries to tell you otherwise is either highly misinformed, delusional, or lying. I will never understand why somebody claims that their right to own a gun is more important than another human being's life. Well, more than being delusional, they're actually outrightly lying to themselves. Yeah. yeah, Crazy. So speaking of the ongoing gun violence epidemic, Kathy, you prepared this week's In Memoriam. I did. And it's unfortunately, right away on New Year's Day, we had our first trans sibling death. Dustin Parker, a 25-year-old trans man, was shot and killed in McAllister, Oklahoma, during the early hours of New Year's Day. It's believed to be the first known violent death of a trans person this year in the United States. That didn't take very long. The McAllister Police Department responded to a 9-11 call from a witness who heard gunshots around 6.30 a.m. on New Year's Day. Investigators believe that Parker was shot to death while working as a taxi driver due to several bullet holes found in his taxi cab windows. No arrests have been made yet. Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation agents are assisting local police with the investigation. Parker was a businessman, an LGBTQ plus activist. He survived by his wife and four children. A Facebook fundraiser has been started in order to raise money for Parker's family in the wake of his death. At the time of his death, Parker was believed to be working for Rover Taxi, the cab company that he co-founded in just in September 2019 with his friend Brian West. According to their social media, the company was offering free rides to inebriated passengers after their New Year's Eve festivities. Rover Taxi is devastated at the loss of a member of our Rover family, Parker's employer wrote in a statement shared January 1st. Dustin was a steadfast friend, an amazing husband and father, and generous to a fault. He loved fiercely, worked tirelessly, and took on life with so much hope and enthusiasm that his presence brightened all of our lives. Parker was also a founding member of the McAllister chapter of Oklahomans for Equality, a local LGBTQ plus advocacy group. The organization lowered the trans flag in Parker's memory. Wow. Four children. Yeah, it's it's unspeakable. As we know, our trans siblings are under particular siege in this epidemic. Yeah, Yeah, particularly in the line of fire because there's so much, the transphobia is just rampant. And as we say, and gag all the time that when you combine bigotry with easy access to firearms, well, this Absolutely. is where we find ourselves. And the, the most marginalized and the smallest portion of our community is the target. Yeah. And also, speaking of this weekend that's ahead of us, the majority of American people are also disproportionately impacted by gun violence. That's and right. And speaking of women. That's right. Women's March was a worldwide protest on January 21st, the day after the honor- inauguration <laughs> of President Donald Trump. Tensions rose due to his statements considered by many as anti-women or otherwise offensive. I mean, that's putting it mildly. Yes. It was the largest single-day protest in U.S. history. 
This year, GAG are again participating in the marches here in New York, and we're also running a bus down to DC. And all that info is available on our Facebook page, which is Gays Against Guns NY. There's still seats left in the boat on the bus for folks who want to go down. I almost said the boat. <laughs> and we are participating in both marches here in New York, Absolutely, Foley Square yeah. and Central Park West. Yeah. So we're going to kick off things here with a song from our sister singing quartet, Sing Out Louise, with the wonderful Janet Dickinson on vocals. Take it away, Sing Out Louise. I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who march. Everybody should. Holding up their placards at Washington's arch. Looking good. They will persist, no sign of quitting. Watch out, you rats. They will resist, they keep on knitting. Pink pussy, did you ever see a more fabulous hat? I'll drink to that. And here's to old Donnie the con, isn't he a gas? Tweeting out his lies as he squats on the john. What a f***ing ass. The way he whines, you know he minds. The sticky pickle he's in. First he'll resign, but down the line, he'll go to jail for treason. For that, <laughs> so long, autocrat. And here's to the old GOP. Aren't they too much? Lighting tiki torches for Robert E. Lee. God, they're out of touch. So long as they make the rules, they're happy to be Moscow's mules. Too stupid to know that they're fools Aren't they jam? A march against them Let's a march against them And here's to the dear NRA Going for the kill Fifty million dollars can go a long way Buy you any bill They're seeing green, but we see red with every senseless slaying. It's so obscene, the thousands dead. The answer isn't praying. Oh, march against that. But here's to the girls on the go. They will not sit by. Look into their eyes and you'll see what they know. This is do or die. Think opera ladies leading the charge. Standing tall when we need more starch. Let's hear it for the ladies who march. Everybody roar. 
amazing. I love that. <laughs> you know, this is one of the things I really love about Gays Against Guns and Sing Out Louise is that even though we are in the darkest of times, there is so much humor and satire to be found and it is healing and it is also politically impactful. It really is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. The, the Sing Out Louise folks are brilliant yeah, phenomenal yeah just uh, if you've just tuned in you're listening to Radio Gag the Gays Against Guns show here on listener supported commercial free radio WBAI we're here every Tuesday evening at 6.30 bringing you the latest from the gun violence prevention movement and this week we are, are ex- super excited because this weekend is the Women's March Honestly, I'll never forget how amazing the day was for the first Women's March in D.C. We were all so hurt. We were all so angry at this self-confessed racist, misogynist bully that had been elected. Um, I remember us all piling onto, into the into the bus and we sang Sing Out Louise songs the whole way down. And it was so crowded in the streets of D.C. We couldn't move. We had our human beings and our huge Gilbert Baker banner that stretches a city block long. Uh It was very difficult for us to move within the crowd, but it didn't seem to matter. We all had a good attitude about it. It was There was a lot of camaraderie in the streets, and I mean it was packed. You couldn't move. We found a spot near the American Indian Museum, and we took over the street. Yeah, that's right. There was like a little amphitheater there where we had the human beings all lined up, and they were representing women who'd been killed by guns, particularly in domestic violence situations. And um, then we had Sing Out Louise singing all these kind of irreverent, political, satirical songs. It was... It was like a real moment for Gag, actually. Paul, we gave out a thousand hymnals of Sing Out Louise words to those songs. It was amazing. We're going to finish up the show with some of those songs, actually, which um, just to give listeners a little feel of what that was like. I know you spoke with uh, Kim Parker Russell this week, right? I did. She's one of the organizers. I did, and she was very... um, psyched about this coming weekend. She reminds us, and you'll hear in the interview, about the power of the people and the power of banding together and getting out there and marching. Wonderful. Let's hear it. Hey, this is Kathy Marino-Thomas, and I'm here today with Kim Parker-Russell from the Women's March. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kathy. Kim, tell us, how long have you been working with this organization? Give us a little uh, background on you and where you came from and what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So I got started doing advocacy work um, right after Sandy Hook. I helped start Moms Demand Action, and um, I'm a survivor of gun violence myself, and so that sort of led me down that path. And then, um, and then the Women's March came about. So I thought that that's interesting. You know, maybe if we came at gun violence through an intersectional lens, you know, maybe it could get some more attention that way. So tell me a little bit about the Women's March. Why did it start? How come it's still going? That kind of thing. Well, it started in response to the last presidential election. And it's out to be the country's largest mass mobilization in a single day in history. Um, and then that became a movement. And um, I think, you know, that day made it clear that women had a had a voice and wanted to be heard. And we've just been, you know, we're still going. You know, people think all we do is march, but but it's not true. We, we work a lot all year long. Um, the march is, is a big part of what we do. Um, but really the march is just the catalyst for the work we do throughout the year. Why is it important that people get out there and march on Saturday? 
Well, I mean, I think all you have to do is to, to look back at the first march and see what resulted from that. Um, you know, you ask 5 million women around the world, where were you on January 21st, 2017? And many of them are going to tell you they were marching. Mm-hmm. And many of them have an emotional connection to that day. It meant a lot to them, you know. So it, it was an emotional experience, but I think it also it brought women out who had never done any kind of activism before. And it showed them, this is how you do it. You know, from there, total organizations were built up after that first march and huddles were created. Women ran for office. We elected more women to the U.S. Congress in 2018 than we ever have before. You know, we we had a lot to do with that. So that's why it's important to march, because if we keep showing up like that, think of where we can be after another one and another one and another one. I was very inspired at the first one and I've marched in every one since and I plan to be marching on Saturday. So tell our listeners some of the other initiatives that this group called the Women's March works on all year round besides just this one day. Well, a lot of what we do is rapid response. You know, you you have no idea what's coming at you. And we are um, an intersectional organization, so we've got a lot of issues uh, that fall under our big umbrella. And, you know, we are by no means experts in all of those issues, but we have an incredible list of partners who are, and we lean on them a lot throughout the year um, to amplify the work that they're doing and help us educate our base. And, um, you know, we just want to make sure that we're ready. You know, last year and the year before, we uh, protested the appointment of Kavanaugh and that confirmation. I think, you know, that's going to impact women for generations to come and Agreed. you know even though he was appointed um we certainly um made a big think about it yeah. so <laughs> stuff like that comes up and you know and it's it's important for us to show up and we're trying to train women to do more than just march and to, to teach them how to step into direct action and um to show up i think even though he got appointed i think every um ruling that he's a part of is questioned now and that's a good thing exactly exactly i I have no regrets for us showing up yeah absolutely not absolutely not so please tell us the website the twitter the instagram the facebook all that stuff where people can find out more information and participate and become active in this movement of course so the website is womensmarch.com and we are updating it hourly so check back often there's a week of action plan before the march on twitter and facebook and all of that we're just at women's march instagram's kind of our jam so make sure to follow us there thank you kim thank you for your time and we'll see you in the streets thank you see you there Kim is awesome. And the Women's March organization is pretty cool, too. They're doing a lot of things. Uh, Women out there, you got to get up. You got to get active. Uh, Speaking of getting up and getting active, we have some seats on our bus to D.C. We have... uh, we have um, a group going to the New York marches. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Find out how you can meet up with Gag and sing out Louise this coming Saturday. To find out more about working with Gag, um, please go to gaysagainstguns.net. Follow us on all of the social media platforms. Uh, we are here for you, and we need everyone. Exactly. And, you know, another great way to get involved with this weekly radio show is that you can be what they call a WBAI buddy 
monthly. And that means that basically you you kind of sign on to help support our show. Um, this weekly show that we, it's all volunteer run. And, you know, just with a small contribution, you can help keep this show on air. Um, which, as far as I know, is the only direct action gun violence prevention group <laughs> weekly radio show in the country. <laughs> it is. Which is pretty incredible. Yep. Um, so to do that, you go to WBAI.org or you can call through on 516-620-3602. And honestly, you can do it for a very small amount of money and every little helps. Help us support Radio Gag so we can keep coming to you every week. Speaking of every week, every other week, Gag has a, an in-person organizing meeting, and it's this week. That's right. Thursday. Yep. 7 p.m. at the Manhattan LGBT Center on West 13th Street. Um, we plan all kinds of great actions and protests, and no surprise, we'll be discussing the Women's March right. this week. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um and also, we have a big, uh, this, uh, a big event coming up in Valentine's Day. That's that right, we do. In association with uh, Manuel and Patricia Oliver, who lost their son Joaquin in Parkland uh, through their Change the Ref organization, and also Guns Den, Business Must Act. So that's exactly a, right. A good few groups getting together. Um, to remind folks on Valentine's Day what was actually lost two years ago. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Gag have done a Valentine's Day action every year since our founding in 2016, which we usually call our bloody Valentine. Um, because we love people, not guns. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. So thanks, everybody, for listening in, as always. Um, we're going to wrap up the show with our customary hell yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it for everyone who's marched before in the women's marches and everyone who's going to march again this weekend. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! And to all the organizers and the volunteers and the people who are taking it to the streets. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! And also to all the gaggers, the gag teams that are putting the, uh, our presence together right here in New York and also in DC. Hell yeah. I'd like to give a quick, a quick hell yeah to all the people who volunteer tirelessly as our human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. So we are going to wrap it up with another track from Sing Out Louise. This was actually recorded at the very first Women's March 2017. Um, right where we described, actually, on the, on the steps of that museum. Squeezed in between all kinds of people. <laughs> I know, it's incredible. So I uh, take it away to sing at Louise and talk to you all next week, folks. Thanks Thank for listening. Thank you.
that they preach. Yes, we'll dance from coast to coast.